0: Hey, before the uh, intro clip and the podcasts and everything, um, I I wanted to do the corny podcast thing that I, I don't really do often, but I don't know, people seem to enjoy this. Uh, privately, so if we could like it a little bit more publicly, that'd be super cool. Um, if you wanted to share this, you're more than welcome. I would love if you shared it in your your feed, uh, told people about it. That'd be cool. Um, but one of like the easier ways to do it is just to like rate it and review it on Spotify or itunes or wherever the fuck else you listen to this now you're not supposed to swear in the first beginning especially uh in the first beginning at the beginning of a podcast but who gives a shit right that's kind of what this is uh so i don't know please rate it review it share it to somebody um because, you know, it, it'd be nice if this got bigger. Uh, it's very fun for me to do. I like doing it. I'm not going to stop doing it. But wouldn't it be cool if uh, you found more like-minded people? And the only way to kind of break through the other billions of podcasts that are all the same. And uh, uh, it's not like this is cutting-edge shit but, um, and like a very different thing. But I don't know. Just... Be helpful. That'd be great. It's free. It's easy. Uh, it takes like two clicks. I'm pretty sure you can rate it right through uh, wherever the fuck you listen to it, like just by pressing a button. It's not hard. So please, thank you. I appreciate you all for listening. Um, enjoy the episode.
1: This is it, huh? This is the dream. Standing
0: up here on this filthy, sticky stage all alone. Comedy Mushroom Cult Podcast. Uh, that first uh, little clip there was uh, obviously uh, Midge Maisel, the first time she touched a stage. Uh, Midge Maisel of the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel of the television show uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime. Uh, really the, the best thing to have come from Amazon Uh, Ever, I mean, cheap books while we were in college, that was pretty great. Yes, Pete Wentz, I agree. Uh, You weren't around in those days there, young man. You only know Amazon as a uh, media conglomerate uh, and a place to buy everything, not just books. Um, I don't know. I mean, making Jeff Bezos a billionaire is kind of a weird thing, but uh marvelous mrs. Maisel i finally finished the last season um and it's a it's a perfect show and you know i n- understand uh why cool guys in comedy aren't aren't a big fan of marvelous mrs. Maisel or any like show about comedy where people have success after like pretty instantly but it's a television show and it's not real um and nobody wants to watch uh, a loser uh for 10 years finally get like their first hosting gig um you can only do that show for so often and the only people watching it would be uh you because that's your life and you want everything to be about your life um but they also said it in a time where a story like that could have happened so they did a really good job um but no, it's a, it's a perfect show, even if you don't like stand-up comedy, and if you don't like stand-up comedy, I don't know why you listen to this or you listen to me, because it's really the only uh, thing that, that I I care about in life super much. Um, I mean, obviously there's a bunch of other things, but you've been listening long enough to know that that's, that's numero uno, um, and so, like, the the show itself, it's uh set in the 50s and 60s uh all the dresses and the clothes are very cool the music is cool uh the time is during that like after world war Two, and like the world's getting put back together kind of deal um entertainment's really starting to pop off they have like the laws of like being out in public and and being um... grotesque and like she gets arrested at the end of that first set uh... and then the show kind of just follows her along with the um, like the struggles of uh, of show business, and it's very funny to watch people be like, nobody's that funny right away, and then it's like, well, have you watched the show because she, like, struggles with being funny and not funny and fucking up in the wrong spots and, and doing the wrong thing at the wrong time or the wrong thing at the right time, and it's, it's a very, I don't know, you don't want to call it an inspirational show because it's a television show, right? And I mean some of the worst female comedians i've ever seen in my entire life started because of that show um but it also started a bunch of other female comedians who are really good because they saw like representation of a female comic being on television um is it fictional and was it set in a time when that like happened once or twice sure we we can split hairs here um but it proves again that representation matters and it's and it's just fun and Rachel Brosnahan actually fucking crushes it the only like literally the only problem that I have with her stand up on that show is how instantly she's comfortable moving around a stage and they kind of like set it up that she was like a drama kid kind of deal when she was younger um, so she's comfortable on a stage but I mean, it's, I've been doing it for eight years and just moving on stage for me is a problem. So I, I really don't that much. So knowing how to use every square inch of the stage instantly in your first set, um, that's kind of a problem for me and having like perfect microphone etiquette and shit like that, like not even struggling to take it out of the stand. Um, I have problems with that. So, um, it's, it's, I don't know. They, they finished the show perfectly It's very fun um, They did like the kind of The Bad side of like fame part of it And everything like that um, So they kind of nailed every piece of it And like the ups and downs of everything And the darkness of everything and, and how everything works out Like It was a very Very cool ending and they put a really good button On the end of it where everybody got along And everybody's got a good life and all of that So like you love to see it and it's, yeah, sure, is it corny a little bit? Yes. Um, but also, fuck it. I'm allowed to like things. People are allowed to like stupid things. Everything everybody likes is stupid. We're not going to go on that rant again. But happy Tuesday. It is Tuesday, I believe. Um, I uh, I started, I don't know if I talked about it last week, but I started selling plasma again uh, because your boy needs to make uh, rent and have gas money and uh other shit like that um and like the first month you make a good amount of money and it's uh, like literally in like four hours time I made almost two hundred dollars right so that's not like bad money you can't turn your nose up at that and I had done it in the past um but like that was also when I was treating my body like a garbage can so like I couldn't really tell if I was having adverse effects of the uh of of the plasma donations because like when you're using that money to buy fucking 40 ounces of king cobra, versus buying a tank of gas to get to another gig, um, I don't know. You're already in a bad spot. So like, you get fucking you get in a bad spot, right? where now uh, I could very notice it because now that I like work out and try to take care of my body and like I'm very cognizant of how I'm feeling during the day and what I need to do during the day whether I need to like work out harder or take a little bit of a rest or like trying to keep my body in shape because not even in shape but trying to keep it like movable and workable and not getting burnout because I don't know a lot of mental stuff comes from your body and when you're trying to work a mostly full-time job. I think 30-some hours counts as full-time, but I'm not, like, working a 40-hour shift uh, or a 40-hour week. So I don't want to be like, I'm working a full-time job uh, fucking in the coal mine and then going to tell... Like, it's some sort of, like, inspirational story. But, like, I don't know. I'm working mostly a full-time job and then doing this bullshit at night. And it's not bullshit. It's, It's the best thing in the entire world. But, like you get worn down pretty easily. You get burnout and you want to make sure that you have like the mental fortitude to do it. The physical fortitude. Um, it doesn't seem like a lot, but I mean, driving two hours to a spot and two hours back in a night is sometimes necessary. Um, and some people don't even do that for fucking vacation, let alone for $20 and a little bit of stage time. Now, luckily I've been making a little bit more than $20 each time I have to do that, but you get the point. Um, So that's a good thing, Um, but I I had been given plasma, and like, I don't know, all of a sudden on Saturday, um, I woke up and was feeling like a little lightheaded, a little woozy, um, just out of the game a little bit, and I had like a really, really rough feeling uh, in my, like right under my rib cage. Um, I knew it wasn't like a heart thing, so I wasn't like super worried about it, and I had like a strong workout uh like thursday so like i gave plasma tuesday you're not supposed to work out uh for 24 hours at least so i did like a good workout on um i must have done the workout on wednesday because i think i had a show thursday yes i had my 1840 show we'll get there so hard workout wednesday um, and it usually takes a couple days for me to get sore. So, like, Friday, uh, I donated plasma again. Um, and then Saturday, woke up woozy, had, like, a weird pain. But I did abs, like, a lot on Wednesday. And so, like, that was kind of one of those things where it was, you know, I could have just been sore, could have worked myself out too much. Um, then I had, like, a show up in Green Bay Saturday night. We'll get to it. Um, and then woke up Sunday. And, like, you know, like, the girl was a little worried about it. Um, just because it came out of nowhere and I was feeling like that far off. Um, and I was like feeling a little weak. Then Sunday woke up and it was, it was way worse than it was the day before. Um, like moving was a problem. Uh, anytime I would eat, um, like it would be like painful. Um, I mean, it would be painful the rest of the time too. Um, I'd be a little weak. You know, the rest of my digestive system was a little overactive, uh, stuff like that. And it still kind of is. Um, yesterday woke up and it was a little bit better. Um, so, I mean, but today, like, I didn't really get, like, a fever or anything like that. I don't usually get feverish during the day. It's a very weird thing. Uh, But I woke up in, like, a puddle of sweat this morning, and I'm hoping that, like, whatever was in my system is gone. But really the only thing that, like, I can point to that changed was donating plasma. And they always ask you if there's, like, a problem with your kidneys or your liver since the last time you donated. Um, So I'm thinking, like, one of the little drugs that they put in there, like the anticoagulant or something like that, uh, to keep your blood moving so they can steal your plasma. I mean, they pay you for it, but, like, they make way more money than you do. Um, I, I might've been having a bad reaction and I might've had a bad reaction to it, uh, forever. Every single time I did it and just not known, uh, because now we're four days since that stuff has been in my system. I feel better ish. Um, and I feel like maybe I had like a little bit of like a kidney infection thing, which was a little scary. I've never dealt with kidney stuff. Um, So, like, I don't really know when you're supposed to go see the doctor. It wasn't, like, vomiting all the time, but my stomach wasn't great. I wasn't, like, peeing any blood, but, like, peeing wasn't the most fun. Um, I wasn't having, like, crazy diarrhea, but, like, bathroom time wasn't the most fun. And so, I don't know. I think we're, we're rounding third base on that and coming back stronger than ever. It could have also just been, like, my body telling me I need to slow down because, again, working and comedying all the time, like, it's it's a life that I chose to live. But every once in a while, the real world gets in the way, and uh, your 33-year-old body decides to let you know that you need to slow down, that you're not 24 anymore. Um, I would have said 23, but, you know, I, I wasn't doing comedy when I was 23 because I was a big, scared baby. Um So who knows, you know, it could have just been like a mix of things, Uh, but I'm blaming it on plasma. I had an an appointment set up today to go do it again, because who couldn't use an extra hundred bucks or so, and I don't want to, I didn't want to do that, you know, didn't want to get it again. Fucking guy for the apartment complex just pulled up with like a squirrel trapped in a cage, so that's cool. We got a thousand squirrels running around here, and he trapped one of them, probably getting in and out of somebody's apartment because people leave their fucking doors open like idiots around here. Uh, But no, other than uh, my kidney trying to shut down, it was a pretty cool week last week. We got to do – we did Bremen on Monday, had a pretty good set there. Um, Did Maddie's on Tuesday, had a pretty decent set there. Um, Took Wednesday off, worked out. And then Thursday had the second show that I did at 1840 Brewing or brewery, in uh, Bayview, in Milwaukee, Um, and for a Thursday in June, uh, when the weather was gorgeous, they had, like, the bay doors open so air could get in there, uh, because it was, like, that perfect, like, 70-some degree night, uh, we packed the place out again, and it's a free show and whatnot, but, like, it's still, like, it's a smaller venue, but for putting on a show that's been packed out twice. The first one, everybody had to, or people had to stand because there weren't chairs available. This time, there were like five or six seats available, uh, but some people were standing instead. So I'll count that as a sellout, quote unquote. Um, but it was cool. Got to do like a pretty good um, show and kind of putting putting on people that. Uh, I mean. Regan Nimala is an absolute murderer and has been doing it in, in Milwaukee for a long time. Um, got to give my buddy Mike McChesney uh, a guest spot. Um, one of the like there's a group of like older people that come or a group a couple of older people who come to all the mics and stuff and support around Milwaukee. And uh, one of them, his name's Chris, he's like in his 80s, he came up to me and he's like, hey, if you need to film more time, I've got like three minutes. And do you know what? Like the whole point of my show is to put on people who don't really do it that often and try new shit and... Like, do what comedy's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to, like, try to be funny. It's supposed to try to innovate. Try to do cool new shit. Um, so why the fuck not put the 80-year-old on there? I've seen him do it before. It was perfectly fine. It's like a it's a funny version of a Shakespeare uh, monologue. Like, fuck yeah. You're going to go up and do that? Obviously. I will cut my time so you can do that. And then we had uh, the headliner, Bodini, who is just an absolute murderer um, from Milwaukee, and I've seen him do stuff, like, at the Improv Open Mics, I know that he runs a mic in the north side of Milwaukee, um, but, like, you just don't really see him get booked on other Milwaukee stuff, because he's not in the fucking cool club, you know, he's just a dude, um, and he's a black guy, I mean, we might as well just say it out there, um, just, like, a very good signifier of just, like, how separated it is in the city, Uh, When it comes to the comedy scene and the city overall, it's, like, if you want to go see black comics, you have to go to the north side. There's, like, two – and, I mean, I'm going to say it this way because, like, whatever. It's quicker. Um, But just understand that they're people, not just, like, a commodity. But, like, you only know, like, two or three of them that, like, come around to, like, quote-unquote white mics or normal mics or whatever. And, like, you have to, like, search out black mics. We're, like – The Cleveland-Akron scene, sure, like, every spot is a little bit, like, there's always going to be, like, more of, like, an underground black scene or urban scene if we want to be, like, super politically correct about it and be real cringy about it. But, like, there's there's always somewhat of that, like, disconnect. Because, like, there are black comics that can show up and sell out the improv, sell out fucking everywhere that, like, a lot of white people have never heard of because they just don't watch black comedy. And, like, there's a bunch of, like, white people that black people don't know are funny. So there's that instant rift, which, whatever. People are different. They find different things funny. That's fine. That's part of the game. But, like, I come from a scene where, like, it was a little bit more integrated. Like, you can r- list off a, a good amount of, like, diversity in the scene. You And it's not even weird that, like, they show up where it's like, oh, there's a black guy at the mic this time. That's different than the other one that usually shows up. Is a pretty normal thing that I think in Milwaukee, because it's just segmented. Which, fine, whatever. This isn't the shit on Milwaukee podca- podcast. But, I don't know, I was talking to him. Like, there's no reason I know of, like, two or three black comics, and I've been here for three years. Now, should I have to, like, is it on me for not, like, being at every single mic? Sure. But, also, it shouldn't be, like, something that i notice when i go to enough mics when i go to enough shows when i see enough of who's getting booked everywhere and it's it's not enough and then people want to get on my ass about uh being on an all-white lineup one time but whatever look at the shows that i book and tell me that i don't care about diversity that's perfectly fine um i'm not doing it for that i find different things funny i think mainstream people should find other things funny but whatever had bodini close it out he fucking murdered for 30 plus minutes it's it is what it is it was a perfect show a lot of people got to see it got to see like hey maybe i do know what i'm talking about i'm not just like talking shit like it's very easy to say things should be different and, and i'm guilty of this myself of like saying things should be different and then not doing anything about it Well, guess what? We're doing shit about it now. And people are seeing that it works and seeing that different faces can be funny. And we're popping into your shit. Like, that's... It's... Every single time I post something about how, like, comedy should be more inclusive and should be more fun and should be different, like, there's always people who want to, like, fucking vague post about how, like, oh, you thought that this was a team sport or, like, you didn't think that this was a competition. Guess what, fucko? Like, it's not a competition, if it's if you want it to be a competition then you got to you got to remember who you're going against right like not to be too up my own ass but like if you want to square off you versus me in a comedy setting it's not going to go well for you if you want to compare notes you want to compare stats you want to compare places that like where i was at at your time what i was writing jokes about at your time who I had worked with by the time you we were... Like, if you want to do that and you want to make this a competition, you're not going to win. Like, so, sorry about it. Like, when it's somebody... And again, up my own ass, I know, I get it. Rabian and cocky, fine, okay? Are we all on the same page and I'm just going to talk some shit real quick? Like, anybody who wants to fucking compare resumes uh, and wants to talk shit about doing anything i'm the wrong person to fucking pick a fight with okay i try to do it the right way um i don't like i don't keep money away from people i don't fucking pay women less than men i don't fucking pay black people less than white people um I'm not trying to steal the shine when I'm trying to put on a good show. I'm trying to show off, like, actual good new thought in places. So, like, I am i don't just talk about it. I am about it. You can see the people I work with. You can see that I tour outside of the spot. You don't want to make this a competition. But if you want to make it a competition, we're coming for your ass, Okay. Like, there's people who actually care about this shit, who actually love comedy, who actually um, want to perform and want to do this the real way, the right way. And we're coming for you. Like, this is the warning shot, okay? Now you've seen it. Everybody who wanted to say some shit about something or have had something to say about something, you saw it now. And you can see that it's full. You can see that different things sell it doesn't have to be the same five people doesn't have to be like you don't have to just book one black person there's a bunch of people who do it you don't have to just book one woman all right i'll be on number three just in the three shows and again it's not like a competition and i'm not like doing diversity for diversity's sake like they're actually good book them on your shit make them do better make them not make them do better make your shows be better like different crowds people want to complain about why there's not women at mics it's because you only booked like the same fucking three women and you only fucking put on your friends and you want to be cool like that's all it is you want to cultivate a culture of cool so you can feel cool and you want to think that you are setting the standard well guess what you set it up this way you want to make it a competition you want to fucking just like govern like even like a governor like on an engine you don't want you want to govern the engine of comedy you want to keep it at a certain safe level where you can keep up and you know what sometimes an engine without a governor gets out of hand and it blows up and it it doesn't look good but then other times it fucking takes off and you reach a new limit that's what this is about now there's a smart way to do it we're not going to put fucking hate speech out there we're going to play with hot ideas we're going to play with different ideas but guess what we're doing it in good like with good heart it's very easy to tell who's doing it for good and who's not it's very easy to do that and you don't need to cut short like the people who are trying to do it for the right reasons alright everybody on notice now we're fucking doing it I didn't want to do it this way We wanted to get in to fit in or fit in to get in. But now it's just time to fucking do it. You don't want to, like, take fucking constructive criticism. You don't want to take different things and and see them working. You don't want to do any of that shit. Okay, fine. Now we're going to do it. We're going to do it next to your shit. We're going to do it better. We're going to do it more accessible to other people. And guess what? We're going to advertise the shows that these people are on and the things that they're doing. And you're going to get passed by. It's just what's going to happen. You wanted to make a cool guy club. You wanted to fucking keep new interesting thought out of there just because you didn't want to be patient with people who are new or are doing things that you haven't seen because you never leave your fucking city. Now it's time. All right. You're going to learn. You're going to see it. You're going to then you're going to just like try to take credit for it. And that's fine. I don't want credit for it. I just want to spread laughter and happiness and fucking comedy to places and now it's time to go time to do it fucking saturday i did a show in green bay uh we're not gonna say names it'd be very easy to figure out exactly who i'm talking about but people who are just like getting booked because they've got the name they fucking you see them get booked by shitty bookers they can like smooth talk they can put you on other shows They can do things that make it seem like you're more busy than you actually are. Those are the people getting booked. And guess what? We're we're burying them. We're not... We're going for throats if, if we want to do it this way. We're showing that, like, hey, just because maybe I don't want to do a fucking gig in Beloit for a guy who doesn't even show up to his own shit doesn't mean that i don't want to be booked on like actual real shows just because i'm not going to be back there fucking pumping you up for putting on a shitty show doesn't mean i don't want to like be good at comedy i'm not gonna lie to you just to be on your show sorry about it i don't want to be your friend i don't like you as a person (laughs) and i mean there's nothing wrong with that like i just patently disagree with so many people on so many things but professionally you run shows so i want to do them I don't like how you do things, and guess what? I'm going to show up, and I'm going to do it my way, and it's going to be funny. I'm not going to show up your show. I'm not going to pimp my stuff underneath it, but I want people at your shows to see that there's a way uh, to actually be, like, not even groundbreaking, because I'm writing jokes about fucking office supplies and allegories, but there's a different way to look at shit. All right? You don't have to be fucking cool guy. You don't have to rip every single premise from the bonfire. You don't have to fucking right like it's milwaukee it's not new york you don't have to do things the cool guy way because you're not cool none of us are cool if any of us were cool we'd be doing anything else with this we'd be doing cool shit we'd be musicians we'd be fucking writers we'd be fucking people not having to like we wouldn't be worried about what some other fucking neurodivergent person is talking about so if somebody wants to make a joke about presidents, let them make jokes about presidents, okay? Doesn't have to be fucking jokes about COVID when that was three years ago. Doesn't have to be jokes about what the government's doing. Uh, or Donald Trump. Or like some sort of fucking like West Alice joke. It can be about real shit. And is that harder to work on? And are you going to bomb at open mics? Yeah, sure. That's fine. But guess what? You're trying real shit. You're doing real shit. And real shit's going to happen. Okay, enough of that little rant. That's just the warning shot, okay? Not very many people are going to hear it. Not many people are going to believe it until it happens, and they're not going to know. But it's already happening. And it's it's really sad that it has to come to this. That, like, I'm not just sitting and talking to shit in the back of an open mic. I come to your shows. I destroy your shows. I bury whoever you have after me. And not even on purpose. Saturday was kind of on purpose, because I'm I'm sick of being told how great somebody is uh, when it's just charisma. And guess what? I can be charismatic too, but I'd rather write jokes. Cool? Alright. That was quite the little rant. Um, which is very fucking specific. <laughs> so it shouldn't be like too hard to, to figure out what's going on with that. So, who gives a fuck? Um... But no, we got some, we got really cool shit coming up, like usual, um, but like, again, we just, we're booking ourselves like a fucking moron, um, and my work schedule is not super helping, I mean, doing full-time work, um, but like, it's been cool, like having, she's been, my like, boss has been scheduling me off like Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays, so I've been having like three-day weekends, like the last three weeks in a row which is super cool, get to rest my body, get to rest my mind, um, get to hit a couple early week mics, I didn't yesterday, because again, my fucking body was shutting down, um, but like, it kind of sets up for weird shit, because like, Wednesday I don't work until 10, so cool, I can go do mics on Tuesdays, that'll be fun, um, Thursdays I work at like 7 or something like that, I can still hit like a Wednesday mic if I want to, but like, uh, Where it gets, like, a little weird is, like, Thursday, Friday, where, like, Thursdays, um, that's when, like, weekends usually start, but I've been, like, opening Friday morning, so I have to, like, wake up at, like, 4.15, so, like, I didn't get home from 18.40 on Thursday, let's call it, like, 10.30-ish by the time I, like, tore down and got home and, like, got settled in, so working off a little bit of less sleep on Friday kind of sucked, but whatever, we got to sleep it off, um, but then worked Saturday, like eight to four and then like have to come home shower real quick jump in a car and go up to green bay like it's 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 kind of busy well where i fucked myself this week is um again work seven to three or like work ten to six wednesday whatever um work seven to three thursday not a terrible shift fine but i like signed up to be on a show on thursday night at like 10 o'clock at night and that's when the show starts cool good job, Ray, you did it to yourself again, uh, have to wake up at 4.15 on Friday, work 5.30 to 1, uh, then come home, hopefully take a nap, and then I have, uh, a fucking show at 6 in Chicago, and then a show at, like, 10, 10, 10.15 in Chicago, and then have to work again 8 to 4 on Saturday, and have to go to a wedding, so, like, we, we're just running a little thin, but, hey, shit happens, um, it's a long way to the ro- a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Nobody's making anybody do something like this, and that's that's kind of my biggest point. It's like, yeah, I complain about it because it's like the world that I'm in. Yeah, it's the fucking, like it's very hard. It's a grind. You can get fucked by like so many people. You're like, and if you, especially if you're doing it the right way, like because I know so many nice people who this is like chewed up and spit out and like they're good comics and they just try to like see the best in everything now like luckily i just have like a disposition where i feel like most people are trying to fuck me all the time and i try very hard to be nice you know um it's something that i learn later it's something that like i just want to see the best in people and i want to believe in the best in people and then i give them a shot and if then they fuck me then it's done forever So like I put something up about how cool comedy is and how great it is and people who talk about how it isn't are just trying to look like they're too cool for it and which fine whatever if that's your thing that's your thing but like a friend of mine like commented that he wishes he still felt that way and it's like and I didn't want to do it publicly and I still maybe owe him a text message and and stuff like that but like we've had the conversation before but like nobody's making anybody do this. Let that sink in a little bit. Nobody is making you do the coolest thing in the world. Like, you want attention. You want... Like, you think that you're smart. You think that, like, your jokes are better than other people's jokes. You think it's worth people spending their time and money to hear you tell jokes. And somehow you're unhappy about it. How fucking nonsensical is that? Like, sure. Do I wish I was more successful? Do I wish I had more books like more dates on the books is it hard am i sick of having to be not sick of it because i actually kind of like it and like i fill in for things but like on saturday a lady came up to me while the headliner was on stage and said verbatim it has to suck being better than the headliner and just watching keep your head up it'll (laughs) come it'll happen for you soon Like, some lady said that to me. And, yes, she's right. It sucks being the funniest person in the room and, like, watching somebody else get the shine and, like, get more money than you when you're the one who fucking just crushed in front of them. But it's okay because I know the difference between my set and their set and who people are coming up to after the show and who people are remembering afterwards. And it's fine. Like, again, it's not a competition. I want people to do well. There are just people that, like, you have secret battles against that you want to be better than. And I'm not going to outwardly be like, hey, it's a competition. Like, blah, blah. Like, yes, fine. You want to be better than people. You want to do the best that you can at something. But guess what? I'm going to steal the line again that I've said a thousand times. Comedy's a candle, dude. You can light a candle with a candle and not take away its flame. There's 52 weekends in a month. Or in a month. 52 weekends in a year. And if you think that you're one of the top 52 people that should be booked somewhere and nobody else... Like, if you're really afraid of your spot being taken by somebody else, I don't know. Maybe you should try harder at what you're good at, not trying to keep them out of it. Cool. But yeah, so come down to... Uh, so uh, come and see me at Boone and Crockett on Thursday night. I believe that starts at 10. Um, Chicago is... a uh, The first one is a private gig at an apartment place. Shout out Tyler for that. Um, The one Friday night is at the comedy clubhouse on Ashland Ave in Chicago. That starts around 10. Um, So come to that. We already have the next 1840 show lined up. Um, I'm also in the UP next Saturday. um, Maybe back in Wauwatosa on Sunday. So, I mean, we're, we're working. And we're coming for you. And it's... We're going to keep crushing your rooms. We're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep showing you that things can be different and funny at the same time. Um, And it's good. And it's a positive thing. I don't mean for it to be negative. I want those people to succeed as well. I think they're getting in their own way. It is something that I did for a long time. I was worried that people were getting more shine than me. Guess what? We can all get it. We can all get it and be different. You can make jokes about fucking local milwaukee references for the rest of your life uh and i can try to be the best comic ever okay it can be we can coexist everybody can do this together and that's my thing i i want you to keep doing your same hack bullshit um i just want you to stop getting in the way of the rest of us trying to do cool things because you're afraid of looking uncool in front of your friends cool all right (laughs) well that was very cathartic um we're gonna release it because fuck it who gives a shit um it reminds me of a text message i sent to aaron clark i don't know if i brought it up on here and it was very funny and i like brought it up to him and he was like yeah that was very weird uh after the first mic that i did in in milwaukee uh like nobody wanted to sign up i like it was covid time july of 2020 um you still had to wear masks to places um, went to the high note open mic. Nobody signed up before sixth. There were like seven people doing comedy, um, because it was COVID and it was in Milwaukee where you had to wear a mask and shit, right? And nobody signed up before sixth. So I just went in, signed up first, and fucking just torched them instantly. I was like, hey, I didn't realize that Milwaukee was full of rock stars. That you all thought that you wanted to get all of the best people uh after like 6th like you think a crowd's going to show up that's what you're signing up late for you think that you're too good to go first and then I went and just like crushed for 5 and then texted Aaron Clark who was the host and I was like hey man sorry for being kind of a dickhead just wanted to put it and it was me like being funny but also like doing my dumb bullshit at the same time so like I don't I think he took me super seriously cuz I was like just had to do a shot across the bow since I'm new and you know what I guess now we're back to the calling our shots here, um, and kind of just putting everybody on notice that, like, if you want to make this a competition, it's a competition. Um, but just know that we're not keeping score on this side. We're gonna do well. We're gonna do better. We're going to coexist. And if you don't like it, that's on you. Now it's again. Now it's your fault. Okay. But for for the longest, it was my fault for being. A dickhead and keeping it to myself and and hoping things would be better instead of making things better. But now you're forcing us to actually do this and it, it's going to make you look silly. So I don't know. Who is at Who is Ray Roberts on everything? Um, buy the This is my bad day shirt if you want to. Buy a Who is Ray Roberts shirt if you want to. Um, all of those are through the website. So, I mean, you can buy those. I'm sure we'll come up with something else at some point. Um, but again, cool shit's happening, and we don't... You're either with it or you're not, and I don't know. It'd be really cool if you were with it. If you're not with it, that's fine. You don't have to be, um, you're the one missing out. I'm not gonna hate you for it. I'm not gonna, like, shame you for it. I, maybe it's just not for you, but, um... I don't know we remember okay we're gonna remember that something was maybe too raunchy for you to show up on a Thursday you know when somebody's in town for you we're gonna remember that you weren't patient with a new joke about bathrooms we're gonna remember things like that and then when it's time that we're good enough or we're a big enough name that you can start making money off of it Versus just putting a show on and like having it be better because we're on it, the price is going to be higher for you. Like, it's just that's just how it is. So, uh, I don't know. Buy some shirts, follow, share clips. Don't be afraid to find different things funny and show that you find different things funny because nobody really gives a fuck. Enjoy what you want, share what you enjoy, um, and just be nice to people and have fun so uh i don't know this is a fallout boy song uh fame is uh less than infamy or however the fuck you want to say it it's an absolute banger um i don't know it's from infinity on high just listen to all of infinity on high but i don't know i don't i can't put a whole album out so uh watch miss marvelous mrs mazel listen to fallout boy um follow me Send money at me if you if you really want to. Uh, if not, just come to a show. we got a bunch of shows. Um, and we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Share the podcast. Let people know that you like it. Rate it. Rate the podcast. That'd be super cool. Um, I should probably put that in at the very beginning. I'm going to do that before the clip. So if you made it this far, um, just know that you're hearing me stream of consciousness how to actually run a successful podcast um and you're gonna hear me pimp out uh sharing and and rating it so thanks guys uh enjoy some fallout boy